Hey, it's Mike O'Neill and Lori Ruff, and, and we're, we're the LinkedIn, LinkedIn Rock Stars. <laughs> hey, we're happy to introduce uh, WebmasterRadio.fm's mobile app. It's for, for iPhone and Android. So I on my iPhone and me it. on my Android. Yeah, yeah, we can. It, it solves the problem. It I'm, does. It really does. Which hey, app are you going to use? Are, is it just the current shows, or are you checking out the past episodes as well? Every past episode of Rock the World with LinkedIn and thousands of hours of other archive programming uh, is out there. You know, you can listen to webmasterradio.fm live whenever you like absolutely and so you can download webmasterradio.fm mobile app on the itunes store or on google play we're rocking the world with linkedin one show at a time Join your fearless leaders, Mike and Lori, as they reveal insider secrets. Chat with other LinkedIn gurus and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11 for your hosts, Mike and Lori. We're rocking the world with LinkedIn today, and this has been two years in the making, getting our guest today, the absolutely amazing Tim Ash. And Tim, welcome to the show. Lori, bring us on together. Well, Tim, thank you so much for being on Rock the World with LinkedIn. Um, I, I just want to let our guests know you are the CEO of Site Tuners, the chair and founder of Conversion Conference event series, and you have written a book, Landing Page Optimization, which... I love the title of the book. It, it tells me that you're in line with SEO, whether it's human or computer anyway. So welcome. Well, thanks very much. Glad to be here. Well, you know, I, I actually had a fabulous experience with you in October, and I learned a couple things. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> I learned a couple more things then. Um, so... <laughs> That you're funny. Well, actually, I learned that you are funny. Um, I've I've watched a lot of your videos, read a lot of your materials. I've followed you over the years. Love your show, which, by the way, is on webmasterradio.fm right here on Mondays at two o'clock Eastern. People can listen to LPO landing page optimization with you, the host, and you know you put out a lot of great content, and it's really consistent. And it's all about conversion. I, I drive people to my website. I want people to buy from me. How do, how do I get people to convert? And it seems like that is the never-ending question. Is there anything else that people ask you? Well, I think that's all. That's a pretty wide topic already. I mean, conversion is essentially how do you persuade people, and that involves visual design, good usability, direct response. Uh, copywriting and a number of other elements. Uh, of course, landing page testing if you have enough uh, uh, traffic in order to do that. So uh, that keeps us busy. You know, with the uh, landing page optimization and website conversion is all we do. That's cool. And, and I like the way you say that 
because it, it does seem it seems like such a simple conversation to have until you start diving deep into it. Um, what what are you finding are some of your favorite aha moments that some of your some of your um, listeners or some of your clients tend to have when you when you're talking to them? Something that might be very basic, but well, I think one of the problems is that people focus too much on driving the traffic. That's where the money and the budgets are getting spent, so you automatically try to turn those dials, if you will. Oh, we need more SEO. We need more pay-per-click. We need more social media. Uh, but at the end of the day, when they get to your website or your landing page, if they're not converting, it's not doing you any good. So uh, $83 in media spend for every dollar spent on landing page optimization. To me, at least, that seems a little out of whack. Yeah. Does it get beyond does it get beyond words into colors? I mean, do, do I, you know, in the in a lot of in a lot of marketing speak, colors seem to drive a lot of behavior. Is is it that way as well? Here. Well, well, absolutely. But it, you're just talking about kind of the visual part of it, and certainly yeah. that plays a huge role. Um, colors, uh, the graphics, whether you're using video on the page, how you're using video on the page, all of that stuff matters a lot. And there's quite a few cultural differences as well in what colors mean around the world that's an interesting point so i know that microsoft for example has we we visited once and there were all these little sections next to each other where each section was um was this group of people and they all focused on different countries and sometimes even within the countries on different cultures um do you have a lot of of people that that affects uh, well, yeah, we work with clients all over the world. Uh, our agency, Site Tuners, has a large and a small business division, and we literally work with people in New Zealand, Israel, Cyprus, South Africa, Germany, England, you name it, uh, wow. Brazil, Canada. And um, so, yeah, we, we definitely get to know each country and culture and un- understand their their differences. There are also behavioral differences. For example, in Germany, they don't pay by credit card. They really love direct debit. In other words, they have the money in their bank account, and they're just going to give it to you. Uh, they're savers, not uh, you know people that go into debt. Right. Wow, that's interesting. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of t- there's a lot of talk. Um, you know that. I guess over the years, as things have changed um, and 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 progressed and transpired, we get all of these buzzwords. Do you find that buzzwords like social media or you know influencer marketing or things like that have an impact on what people try to do with with conversion? Do they try too hard sometimes with all that? Well, I, I know. I think that you know, social media is a huge part of our own marketing. We're a business-to-business agency. We work with other businesses. And the way that we do that is by essentially establishing thought leadership and putting out a lot of really solid content, both editions of my book, the conference series, the podcast, the columns I do for ClickZ and Webmaster um, uh, sorry, website magazine, all of those things contribute to that, all the webinars we do. And so I think what happens with social media is that you, you're presumed to be knowledgeable if you're seen as being credible. So what it does is it takes away the competition. It undercuts them or they're not even in the running. When you want to be thought of for something and social media is a great way over time and a lot of hard work to establish that reputation. Wow. Do, do, do you find there's an obsolescence factor that like 20% of what you're working on is, 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 is changed or 50% or is, is, has, have we hit a, 
hit a spot where where this is mature, and now they've got to go find another place to go mature out, or is it is it still evolving? Well, no. I, I mean, conversion. There's there's a vast ignorance around conversion rate optimization in my experience. So I think that uh, a few companies have kind of grabbed it and are running with it, but most are still in a very elementary level. And the, a lot of the stuff that we talk about are kind of universal principles that are evergreen. In other words, it's not about the technology, it's about the biology, it's about what's in our heads, it's about the neuromarketing, and those irrational ways we make actual decisions uh, don't change, but I think we need to understand those as opposed to all of the technology, you know, shiny new things. The human human factor side of things, um, right, right, Tim? Absolutely. The brain hasn't evolved at all in at least 50,000 years, so... Uh, but most people don't know about psychology or decision making or or, uh, or neuroscience at all, and there's a lot it's, of new stuff about how that specifically applies to online marketing. We're seeing real time brain scans in response to marketing inputs and uh, seeing how deconstructing how people react. Wow, it really does come down to whether the box is pre-checked or unchecked, and these sort of little things, right? Which 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 do people prefer? Which which happen most often? Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of it. You know how you structure your offer. That's certainly uh, critical. Whether it's an opt in or an opt out, those the language you use, the the trust and credibility symbols that you put on the on the way to keep people's anxieties to a minimum. All of that really matters. That's amazing. You know, I remember being at the at the conversion conference in October and listening to your to your keynote and you asked the people in the conference and these are people who I presumed to be um, you know experts in the in the field or people who who thought that they were anyway and you asked the question where people thought they were whether they were beginners or or intermediate or advanced and just using those basic words um, and then later you asked of course and and we all felt we were that a few steps back from where we originally assumed we were. <laughs> that was pretty powerful. Yeah, well, I was I was doing the keynote on the conversion maturity model. We have three different practice areas for large businesses. One is to help them with landing page testing, of course. Another is to create blueprints for high converting website experiences. And the third is knowledge transfer. It's teaching larger enterprises how to fish and create that culture of optimization. So we developed this conversion maturity model to grade them on uh, people, process, technology, and and uh, all of that, and, and most people, most organizations are, are kind of far behind. There might be a few smart people in there, but as organizations, they're not optimized yet. Well, that that's really key for me because my insight there is that in your own work, some of the conversion is helping people realize where they are in the process. So that they know what they what they need from you next. What level of education do I need? What level of support do we need? And how can site tuners help us? That was That's right. powerful. Yeah, we, we really work hard. Uh, most of the training packages we after an initial assessment, something we call a conversion three sixty, um, are custom tailored to the company because they have different gaps. For example, they might have big political battles to fight or the reporting structure is wrong and IT can't make marketing changes to the website fast enough. So then we get into organizational change really at the root of it to make them more efficient. Cool. Well, what do you do about people who might be in sales or marketing or or trainers or speakers who try to make their 
um, the, the message um, as simple as possible. Um, sometimes what I see happening is that then the client thinks that, well, that's real simple. I can do it myself. Should they try to maybe um, smarten it up a little bit or sound a little bit more uh, more smart than the client so that the client thinks maybe there's more to this and I should listen? Uh, Lori and I go back and forth on this little simple, simple basic sort of principle. We really want to know what you think. Well, I mean, what we do, we usually start our engagements with clients by doing a diagnostic review, something we call an express review of their site or their page. And we basically tell them their baby is ugly and, and they go, yeah, duh, I should have known that. But uh, the problem is you're too close to your ugly baby and you love it. So you can't step back and even see it's false. So a lot of times having an outside consultant brings that that perspective. Yeah, some of the things we may be saying are obvious, but the point is they're not doing them. They're not doing the obvious stuff. Right, right. That's that's pretty key. Well, we're we're almost out of time, Tim. Um, is there anything that you um, would like to say um, aside from how cool your book is? I did read it and I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> okay. it well, made it. It just really made it easy. But is there anything that our, where our our guests, our listeners, can go to learn more about you, Tim Ash, and about SiteTuners and Com- Conversion Conference? Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, SiteTuners website or Conversion Conference, our 2014 schedule, San Francisco in March, Chicago in June, and October in Boston. Of course, if you want to go to Paris, London, or Berlin for our European folks, uh, we have those as well. So just go to conversionconference.com and check us out. If you want to learn by drinking from the fire hose, that's the place to be. Absolutely. I'll, I'll attest to that. I've been to your conference and I was amazed. I, I loved it. And and by the way, if you're a webmasterradio.fm listener, you can save $150 at the Conversion Conference site by registering for San Francisco um, with the WMFM code. That's webmasterradio.fm. So WMFM will help you save a little bit and, and um, make sure that you let Tim know that you heard about it on Rock the World with LinkedIn or on his show again. Mondays at 2 o'clock Eastern. You can find out a lot more at LPO Landing Page Optimizations right here on webmasterradio.fm Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Tim Ash, you are amazing. I'm so glad that we finally corralled you and and got together with your schedule and was able to get you on the show. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, We'll catch up to you on the tour path somewhere along the way, right? Definitely. See you on the conference circuit. All right. All right, buddy. Well, guys, we'll be right back. We're going to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back with our expert segment. And again, this month's expert segment for February 2014 is our favorite Brian Kramer with Pure Matter. And we'll be right back after this. Take us away, Brasco. Time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, 
us. Let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Life Be smart. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. On demand anytime inside the entertainment channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mike and Lori are back as they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We have Ryan Kramer with Pure Matter here. Another wonderful segment coming right up. Our last one was awesome, Brian. Thank you so much for sharing about CRM in our previous segment. We picked up on a hot new topic, didn't we? It was uh, it was fun, huh? We um, and thanks again for having me back. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we were talking about uh, social da- or uh, social and sales dashboards. I think. Yeah. What? Where do you think things are things are headed? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of, of of required participation by people who haven't been known to participate so well in, in collaboration um, in dealing with these dashboards with APIs and all. What are the issues there, and what can we expect? Um, I, so I think that there's going to be a settling just like there is with everything else. Um, you've seen a settling happen with, um, every, 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 uh, major era that's happened in marketing. And right now social is now just settling. So if you look at social, um, as another era, um, with social business, social media, whatever you want to call it, um, that settling period, that, that, that period where everyone's just trying to find their themselves in terms of software, is is going to be interesting and what i'm hoping and i don't know if this is the case what i'm hoping for is that just like we have for what we have wi-fi standards um there's different companies that make wi-fi hardware um and standards that they all operate on in terms of bandwidth and how that all works well the standards are certified and the certifications make it so that all the people that make those Wi-Fi hardware components make them along the same line so that everything can work together for all the different computers we have out there. So now, if we 
take that and apply it to social media and social dashboards and social software, I hope and and am am willing to bet that eventually we're going to have standards and those standards for software are going to have to exist in the in in in, in, in a much bigger capacity than just open APIs. Yeah, when you peel the onion back a little bit, it kind of comes down to, doesn't it? Do we want to just read? Do we want to write? Do we want to to um, um, just view? There's a whole lot of whole lot of handcuffs that go with APIs. Could you share for our audience what what an API is and kind of how it helps software talk? Yeah. Um <laughs> of course you asked me what an API is and now all of a sudden I'm trying to think um uh what the actual acronym stands for um programming application inter programming inter interface there you there we go thank <laughs> you I, it completely was was foggy there um so yeah i mean in, what an o api is 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 being an open system so you're you're giving access to outside developers to be able to come in integrate their components programming languages so on and so forth into your system um what i think you're describing there um, when you're talking about what people want is all different um, is totally accurate and that's why you have to build um, you have to build different dashboards but you have to do it around the um, different personifications the, the 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 ways that people use it is going into a UI UX kind of standard so if you look at the future it's really going to be around UI UX how do people use applications how is it going to be standardized? And then what dashboards do they need? And how do we standardize those dashboards? That's that's really where where um, I hope to see more value. Yeah, I would add for our audience that, uh, that I think we all agree that the universal inbox for communications is kind of high on that wish list for this social media dashboard. Um, um, someone says they sent you a message or did you see my note, right? Um, <laughs> where was that note and it all comes into the same box that's kind of part of the wish list that i'm getting from my audiences as well you probably see what are are these things on the wish list that you see in your audiences or what are some of the others um you know one of the other things that i really hope is that um we we start to see this internet concierge um what or what i'm calling the internet concierge uh um uh, era kind of start to take place, uh, taking all the intelligence around the web and actually serving the consumer, serving the, the person on the other end that's searching. So it's beyond just Google search. It's it's knowing your uh, your your user so well that you're able to offer something back up. So if you take, um, I don't know if we have time to talk about the IBM Watson, but um, IBM Watson is able to actually see what you um, are asking within a chat on a bank site. So if you say, hey, I would like to uh, get help on X, it'll not only look up that information for you, but it'll actually take a look at, at the same time, how are all your accounts doing so that it can report back to you. Maybe your in interest rates could be better if you moved it from here to here. And that kind of intelligence is something that's typically driven by humans. Um, and when you have that kind of intelligence, you can start to see an internet concierge standpoint where there's sure. the, the machine is serving the human back without being asked. And that that's kind of where I see things going. That's a great wrap for an expert segment. Thank you so much, Brian. That was that was a perfect way to end that uh, this this component here. Lori, will you bring us out? Absolutely, Mike. Thanks so much, Brian. Thank Beautiful. you for, with uh, for being back on. 
Rock the World with LinkedIn again for our expert segments. You can listen to Brian Kramer again every week in February this year, um, every week in February as our expert segment presentation. So pick us up Monday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific on webmasterradio.fm. Of course, you can download um, our shows on iTunes at rocktheworldradio.com. Don't forget, leave us a recommendation or a review. Let me know that you did, and I've got a special gift for you. We'll see you again next week. Beautiful. Clear. Cool. I didn't get purematter.com in on that one. I'm sorry. I, I said pure matter. Oh, that's fine. At the beginning, but I didn't get the I didn't get the dot com part in. I'm sorry. I, I that that's why it's great to have the domain. That's exactly the company name, isn't it? Because we say integrated alliances, and I don't always have to say integrated alliances dot com. They know to go. They know to go there. That that was that was that was, that was, that was no, no tremendous. I'm, oh, yeah, three minute segments are tough with these such interesting topics. It really uh, is. I'd like to talk about moving to the cloud. That's a particularly good one. Do you, do you <coughs> um, value? But hold on, hold on. You had, you had, yeah, value, you like the, def, the definition of value. That sounds pretty interesting. Is, wasn't that something you really, you really like to talk about? Yeah, well, I have a story behind that um, that I can tell that's pretty compelling. Um, if you want me to tell it, it's about me being a pizza delivery driver. And um, and when I talk about it, people seem to usually like that they hear that I was actually a pizza delivery driver. But it ties back in really well into volume where we're at in our economy. So I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to tell that, or I'm happy to talk about the cloud. What, whatever you guys want to. We want to hear pizza delivery because we love. We have two. We have we have, we have two more. So let's let's do. Well, do we have to choose? Mike, and we have surf and Mike, turf. When you when you come in, um, say um, introduce Brian. Kramer with Pure Matter, he's he's going to be on the show all month. Do it do it that way, and that'll get the um, the location in. Cool. Go ahead. It's Rock the World with LinkedIn expert segments. I'm Mike O'Neill, and I've got Brian Kramer once again all month long. We've got Brian Kramer from Pure Matter on, and he is so insightful. We've had such great input so far. Brian, welcome to the expert segment. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. This has been fun. Has been a lot of fun, and you've all, there's something really killer new each time. And you had mentioned to me about about providing value and the definition of value because you know it's such an overused word. It, there's some special yeah. insight nowadays into that word to get some meaning out of it, isn't there? Good story, maybe. Yeah, you know, you take these cliche words like value and authenticity and um, all these different um, buzzwords and you think, man, did they really matter? But, um, you know, they do. And that's one of the things that I'm really um, trying to drive towards is when you think about value now today, it matters more than ever. So one of the things that I um, always kind of remember back is, and let me ask you you a question real quick, Mike. Um, Did you ever have a job that you did not like in college or high school? Um, Yeah, I was a land surveyor um, walking through tick-infested and bug-infested forests in the summer in Minnesota. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Well, so (laughs) there you go. Um, I didn't like any of the jobs that I had, and the reason is because most of the jobs did not provide me a way to um, provide value back. Um, So one of the things that um, I always talk about is 
the one job that I had at, at a pizza delivery as a pizza delivery driver in college. I I, I was a delivery driver, um, and yeah, I was I was I, I carried the flag and the hat and all the nine yards. I'm really uh, kind of both proud and embarrassed by it. But anyway, um, I I ended up driving pizzas and making barely enough money at the end of the night to cover rent and things like that in college. And so one of the things I was trying to figure out is how do I make more money? And here it goes again, because every job that I had, I didn't like. And here's another job like, okay, is this going to be another one of those? So I was at Safeway one day and I saw that, um, that I could get two liters of Coke for, and Diet Coke for, um, for 50 cents, which is, uh, so two for 50 cents. So that's a quarter a piece. So I took the whole pallet and I put it in my, my back of my, um, uh, Chevy blue blazer. And, um, I, I took the whole pallet and I went around and I gave a two liter away for a medium or a larger. And before, when I handed them a pizza, they barely had any tip to give me, if, if any. Sometimes they even didn't get any. Now, when I handed them the medium or larger, I gave them the Diet Pepsi or Pepsi 2 liter. And they say, oh, I didn't order that. And I would answer back, that's okay. It's for free. It's on me. I'm just giving it to you. And wouldn't you be darned if you saw these guys reach or ladies reach into their pocket or purse, and they would grab $5 and $10 and give it to me. And I'm like, oh my God, the value of delivering something unexpected returned something I didn't even expect back, which was more money. So now I'm making between four and five hundred dollars a night. And this went on for about a month and a half. After about a month, which ended up being my longest job at uh, at that point. So now <laughs> after a month and a half, I got called into the office, and um, you can imagine how much money I'm making if I'm making like four or five hundred bucks a night as a pizza delivery driver. So now at this point, it's getting um, it's getting a little bit challenging for the office because they're getting phone calls and they had to tell me to stop doing that because the phone calls are saying they're not getting their two liters from the other drivers. So um, so at the end of the day, I had to hang my shirt up and hat because they weren't going to support that, which goes to my point of wow. saying that, you know, companies need to support their employees in innovation and value. But um, at the end of the day, it really is a value based business no matter what you do. Wow, that is a tremendous story. I think everyone here in, in our audience can relate to something around there where that they were blindsided by something that that came with it. Um, I can, I have, I have similar things as well. Uh, the, here's the free free parking pass that comes with the ticket because they just, you know, had a few hanging out there. I looked like the guy who smiled nicely, so here's the parking pass. <laughs> Hey, I think that's about as good of a story as we can come up with, Ryan. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to paint the white space with things um, that, that don't belong in the story. What's the big takeaway from there for you today, going forward with this story? You know, it's 2014 here. You know, what extra value advice do you have? Um, you know, I would say that this is really a, a giving economy um, and that's just what um, I think social media is really garnering garnering so if you're if you're out there and you're trying to figure out how social works and why aren't you getting what you need back um, don't don't try to figure out what you need back try to figure out how you give forward um, and if you do that I know it sounds esoteric and 
um, and and pretty out there. But if you're if you really are um, retweeting other people's stuff or reading them and leaving blog comments and helping people in their content development and giving ideas, that kind of stuff garners relationships and relationships lead to better things. Today you had a topic that I loved that social body language. And I have a picture in my mind and I'll, I want to see how accurate it is. Will you describe that for us? Yeah. You know, social body language is, um, one of the things I'm extremely passionate about because it really encapsulates what we're having a challenge with today. Uh, when you look at the, uh, the social spectrum, um, you, normally when we talk and we, you and, 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 um, well, the three, the three of us, when we were had had the chance to sit and talk and, and hug and, you know, meet each other, we have now that context. But without that context online, it makes it harder to understand who people are. And so what I'm, one of the things I'm really uh, fascinated with and talking about is how to, how to build a brand and an individual's social body language. And so I've broken it down into four things that really go into a body language online that, that really kind of start to shape how you interact and how people perceive you. And, what you need to do. Part of it is really just taking a look at the sensory, um, sensor, the senses, and um, the, those are the six senses, although we don't have smell yet, so there's five. Um, but everything else, and that's coming, um, but everything else is, um, is really available. But I even broke it down into four, four different things that um, really make up the social body language, and that's thinking, listening, voice and tone, and demeanor. And the thing the, the interesting thing about those four things is that they both apply to you as an individual and your body language online. And, and for, for those of you listening out there as brands, it applies to those four things apply at the same time. So the first thing is really just get real, know who you are as a brand and exude that exude qualities that fit who you really are at the heart. And it sounds really simple, and it, yet, yet it's probably the thing I find most companies get wrong, whether you're getting it from the customer or doing the work from within, um, doing the work to discover who your brand is. You have to pay attention to your fingerprint because it'll create shifts along the way, and that's your, that's your social body language. Wow. Wow. Hey, when you break it down into a quick one, two, three, four, that's how it really works for people. You know, from the stage, I'll bet, I'll bet you really wild them from the stage with this material. Is this new stuff? You know, this is something that I've been talking about now for about six months. Um, it's, so it's fairly new, and um, and I've got some um, some case studies that I run through that that talks about how how we've seen this happen online. We just didn't notice it, um, or or we're maybe in, more intentional about it now as we move forward. So in the next year or two, I think we're going to be a little bit more intentional on this kind of thing. But yeah, it's fairly new, and and it's something that I just kind of came up with because I'm 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 really interested in body language from the get go. And I think when you when you add context into that, and we all know context contextual things matter on on uh, social. That's that's where it really starts to get intriguing. Well, everything that happens after a handshake is so much different than before the handshake, even if it's just a casual right. hello handshake. Some about it, right? Some transfer of DNA, call it. However, you, however it happens, there's a there's a there's a, a a piercing of something. Don't you feel? Totally, 
totally. Um, you know, there's questions that, um, you know, that I'll also add into that, um, Mike, that I think are, need to be asked. Like what, uh, these questions on social body language that I'll give, you know, give you in the audience that I, I, I think I think are important, which are what are you thinking about? What matters to you? Are you listening? How are you communicating what you're thinking? How are you acting and reacting? These kinds of things are the things that not only shape you in your life and your body language in real life, but they also shape how you act online. And when you think through these questions, then you have a really good body language that you're ready to dis display across all these different social networks. Gosh, uh, Brian, you've ended every one of our segments on a high note that just can't be touched. There's nothing better we can say than that. Right, Laurie? Isn't that a great... Absolutely. A great spot to end. That is a great spot to end. That was that was really you really made me think. Every single week in February, these expert segments with you, Brian, have been spot on and, and brilliant. So, guys, um, if you're listening to the show, if you have not yet heard Brian Kramer, go back listen to our February shows, 2014. Every expert segment, you'll hear Brian Kramer, and we did a full interview with him back on January 21st. That was amazing as well. So, listen to them all, and hey, drop Brian a note at Pure Matter. Dot com and Brian Kramer, B-R-Y-A-N-K-R-A-M-E-R. -E Thanks so much for being on Rock the World with LinkedIn, Brian. Thank you. So pick us up Monday nights at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific on webmasterradio.fm right here where we are not square. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can download our show and subscribe to us on iTunes at rocktheworldradio.com. Don't forget, leave a review. Let me know that you did. I've got a special gift just for you. That's it for now. We'll see you next week. Bye, Mike. Rock on. Bye, Brian. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business -business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.